Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in today. Thank you so much for joining me uh, for this next edition, this next installment of Loving Kindness. Now, this has turned out to be a series of talks slash uh, guided meditations. I uh, didn't really intend for it to be that, but uh, that's what it's evolved into. Uh, and I couldn't do that without uh, your uh, viewing and uh, without without an audience. So I do appreciate everyone who, who makes the time and effort to show up today. Uh, if you're watching this on recording or live, or who makes the time and effort to do these practices, uh, that's wonderful as well. So, uh, And you can congratulate yourself on that journey if you are embarking on uh, the practices of loving kindness. Now, before I uh, get uh, deep into the talk today, I do have a few announcements to make as usual. Uh, firstly, I'd like to uh, wish everyone a very, very happy solstice very special uh, solstice at this time of year. This is the shortest day of the year. It's always the shortest day of the year, December 21st, the solstice. I guess unless you're in the uh, Southern Hemisphere and then it's the longest day of the year. Uh, but also, apparently, uh, this is the first year in, in a long time uh, where we uh, have Jupiter and Saturn and the Moon uh, lined up together in the night sky. Now, I don't know what that's meant to symbolize. I'm sure uh, there are people who could uh, give a whole talk based on that planetary alignment and the energy behind it. But I can say that my cat has been acting awfully weird, <laughs> uh, starting from about four this morning. Uh, and so she's typically asleep at this time when I give these talks, but uh, she's moving around and, and playing uh, so if that happens to come across in the talk, in the background there, um, you know, what can you do? Uh, so that'll become a part of the talk today, maybe, if she chimes in. So happy solstice to everyone, everyone who's observing that. Also would like to announce again that I am uh, facilitating a loving-kindness retreat. Uh, this is from January 3rd to February 4th. Uh, we'll be meeting twice a week for 90-minute sessions over Zoom. Uh, the time of the meeting is 6 p.m. Pacific Coast time, uh, Sunday evenings and Thursday evenings. Uh, that's 9 p.m. East Coast time or 9 a.m. here in Thailand. Now, this is something you would have to register for. Uh, and there is a fee involved, and all of that uh, detail can be found on the website www.suchsweetthunder.org backslash retreats and programs. So visit the website and uh, check that out. If you find these talks and some of the uh, exercises that I've been giving here, uh, we're going to take a much, much deeper dive into these practices and much more. Uh, on those uh, twice a week sessions that runs for five weeks. Starts with loving kindness for the self. We'll uh, then send loving kindness to loved ones, to strangers, to people we don't like very much, and then finally to the entire world. So gradually expanding our circle of care and compassion and loving kindness to include everyone. 
uh, throughout the five-week sessions. It uh, should be a beautiful time. I'm very much looking forward to it. And also would like to announce that this is, I think, my second to last Facebook Live before the new year. I think I have one next week. And then I'm doing a five-day silent retreat myself uh, over the new year uh, from the 29th to the 4th, which leads me right, or the 3rd in Thailand, it leads me right into the retreat anyway. Uh, so I'll be spending five days in silence, uh, meditating on loving kindness, and then facilitating the retreat. It should be a nice segue that way. So there won't be a New Year's uh, Facebook Live or anything like that. There'll be this one, I think, then next Monday, and that'll be it for Facebook Live uh, until March or mid-February, perhaps. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, uh, so if you do have questions or comments, uh, do send those along. If there's anything you'd like to, for me to address, the next session, uh, a week from today, will be a Q&A session. So uh, send any questions or comments, anything you'd like to hear me talk about in regards to the loving-kindness practice or the philosophy, uh, and I'll be happy to address that at the next uh, Facebook Live session next Monday at this same time. Final announcement before we get uh, started into the Love and Kindness talk today is I am accepting applications for one-on-one -on -one students. Uh, so if there's anybody here watching live or on recording uh, that has a current meditation practice but you're seeking a teacher to help you uh, dive deeper, or if you're new to meditation you're interested in starting a practice, a teacher can be a great asset uh, to that journey sort of like learning to speak a foreign language. Uh, one can venture out on their own through apps and videos and things like that, but having a good qualified teacher is really a, a great uh, benefit to a meditation practice. Uh, so if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, do again visit my website suchsweetthunder.org Click on the online studies page and that will tell you everything you need to know to get started. And so that's all the announcements. And so we're going to get started into loving kindness practice now or a talk. And I'd like to start the talk today with uh, something that I did last week as well, just a brief guided meditation on loving-kindness for ourself. Just to uh, recap how that goes, uh, we'll just come into the present moment feeling the breath and I'll give some pointers. Uh, if the breath isn't accessible for you, if you feel like the breath is, is challenging for whatever reason, uh, you can use sensations of the body, sounds of the present moment if your eyes are open, uh, you can ground your awareness uh, with a, an object in the visual field or the entire visual field if you wish. So there are many choices there, but the idea is to choose something of the present moment to, to bring our awareness into direct contact with the present moment. And it can be multiple somethings as well, and that's how I'll be guiding uh, as a way of giving people choice. Then we offer phrases of loving-kindness to our own heart. And after each phrase, the idea is to briefly visualize or imagine what your life would look and feel like if each phrase was completely reflective 
of your life circumstance. So the first phrase, for example, may I be happy? And then you visualize, you imagine your life unfolding uh, in a completely happy state like that. Now, uh, that could elicit a heart opening, kind of a warmth. Great. Rest in that. It could also elicit a sort of a resistance. You know, I don't know if this is possible. I don't know if I want that. Whatever. That kind of resistance, that kind of thought pattern in the mind. That's okay too. Just notice the resistance. We don't try to push through any resistance. We just notice it. And as the great Sufi poet Rumi once noted, our task at hand is to recognize the barriers we've erected which prevent us from experiencing loving kindness. So that's the task in all of the metta meditations is to find those resistances and just notice them. And in that noticing, we start to allow loving kindness to flow around those resistances like that. And that's that's why it's a practice. It just takes time and, uh, yeah, time and uh, dedication, really, uh, to start to allow that to happen to the resistances to kind of move out of the way. And so that's why we practice loving-kindness practice. Okay, so just a brief meditation here, and then I'm going to offer a little bit of a detailed talk on the phrase this very uh, common phrase in the contemplative traditions, all beings want happiness and want to avoid suffering. Okay, enjoy this meditation. So, as we come into this present moment, the invitation here is to invite the body to rest. And I'd also like to invite you to allow the mind and heart to rest. Allow yourself to engage or encounter the present moment in a deep and meaningful way for you. You might do that by noticing the breath as it enters and leaves the nose, perhaps. Noticing a dry or a cool sensation there. You might also notice the breath as it touches the back of the throat. You might simply notice the temperature changing from cooler to warmer at the nose and the back of the throat. Allowing awareness to expand, perhaps, to include the rib cage, expanding and contracting with each breath. You might notice sensations of clothing moving across the torso as the body rises and falls with the inhalation and exhalation. Or perhaps noticing the abdomen rising and falling with each breath.
You might also notice the back moving out as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. Noticing the shoulders rising and falling as you inhale and exhale. And while noticing the breath, you could also notice sensations of feet against the mat or the floor, inviting the muscles in the feet to rest, perhaps noticing sensations of clothing against the legs. You might also notice the weight of the body against the cushion or chair, mat or floor. You might notice sensations of clothing against the back. There might be sensations of hands resting against the body or touching each other, the arms resting against the body. You might also notice sensations arising from the back of the neck. Or the ears. Noticing any sensations arising from the top of the head. Now I'd like to invite you to notice any sounds. If that feels accessible. And a way of bringing you into intimate contact with the present moment. Perhaps the sound of my voice. There might be the sound of a heater or an air conditioning. A neighbor's music. Whatever sound might be present, sounds are always present moment experience. As is the sensations of the body and the breath. And now while resting here in this present moment, we'll briefly invite these very precious phrases of loving-kindness into our own heart. May I be happy. If you'd like, you can put your hand on your heart. That sometimes facilitates that warmth or opening allows the phrases to be received. May I be healthy. May I live a life of peace without struggle. 
open to things just as they are. May I experience the world opening to me just as I am. May I welcome whatever arises. So again, noticing any warmth or opening that those phrases bring. And also noticing any resistances to any of the phrases. There's no right or wrong about that. It's just a noticing what each phrase brings to the body, mind, and heart. And in a few breaths now, we'll pivot back to a conversational space. If you'd like to stay here and meditate for a while longer, if you're watching this on recording, you can press pause. You're welcome to do that. In the next breath, I'll ring the bell and we'll come back. Now, continue on this talk of love and kindness. So thank you for joining me in that meditation practice. And I'd like to note also that all of the meditations that I offer um, during these talks are optional. If you'd rather just kind of sit and, and follow the breath or, you know, do whatever you need to do to settle into the present moment and to receive uh, the gifts of the talk in the most uh, open-hearted and open-minded way. That's the idea behind the opening uh, practice there. And also going through the loving-kindness uh, phrases uh, I, I find very enjoyable but also as a way of setting the stage so to speak uh, for the talk, the task at hand. Now the talk for today I've entitled All Beings Want Happiness and Want to Avoid Suffering. And this phrase is found in many contemplative traditions, but it's really um, pronounced in the Buddhist tradition, and particularly uh, the Mahayana Buddhist tradition, uh, which I was trained primarily. This idea that this drive towards happiness and drive away from suffering is actually encoded in our very DNA, in our survival mechanism. And it's thought that uh, one of the reasons why we've 
as human beings survived the Darwinian struggle as long as we have, is that we have this innate desire towards happiness and away from suffering. And so there are a few ways that this can be practiced, a few ways that this can be uh, brought up into our awareness because well, I'll get into that in a moment. I'll talk about one of the techniques uh, that's primarily uh, used to observe this, is that in the silence of meditation, if you're an experienced meditator, or if you've even meditated just for one day, or even just for the five minutes at the beginning of this talk here, uh, you may have noticed that there's discomfort. That's absolutely normal and natural. The human body, most human bodies, uh, without a sufficient amount of practice, when you sit still for any amount of time, uh, discomfort arises. The body wants to move. There might be an ache or an itch or some sort of irritation or just antsiness or edginess. So in the practice of meditation, if you notice that, if you notice that desire to scratch an itch or to clear your throat or to shift your meditation posture before moving forward in that way, you can ask yourself, can I rest with this? And you can even do that now during this talk. If you notice an itch arise in the body, right now there's an itch arising for me on my earlobe. Can I rest with that itch? And so when you do that, and then it, sometimes the answer is yes, the itch like just now on my earlobe has, has now dissolved. And you can remain in the stillness of meditation. That's great. Oftentimes the answer is no, I can't rest with this. And then you move to scratch that itch. Now, the reason why that's important is you've brought the unconscious drive of pushing away discomfort and moving towards comfort into conscious awareness. You've brought mindfulness to that decision that we would normally do habitually. And as the great psychologist Carl Jung pointed out once, well, probably more than once, if, if anything is left in our unconscious, it will control us. I'm paraphrasing there. And so we can use the silence of meditation to cultivate that skill of being mindful of moving away from discomfort and grasping at comfort. There's a lot of power in that. Because really all of our addictive tendencies come from that drive. It arise, those addictive tendencies arise for us when we are moving towards comfort, towards happiness, uh, unconsciously. And then we, uh, in that unconsciousness, we endow whatever we've moved towards. We think that that's what's bringing our comfort and happiness, not the motion itself. And we'll get to that in a moment. Because there, there are a few exercises that we can do 
that we can that we can start to embrace that we can start to notice that feeling what it feels like when we move towards happiness and away from suffering now how is this connected to love and kindness well as i mentioned in a couple of talks ago and if you come on the retreat we'll dive much much deeper into this but loving kindness starts with ourself remembering remembering to be kind to ourself and so the request here is to recognize anything that we move towards that we do so uh, for comfort for happiness for joy and you can just think about your your evening if you're in the states or your morning uh, what, what you had for dinner or your last meal why did you move towards that well you probably ate the apple at least I had an apple this morning I ate that apple because I thought it would make me happy And so connecting with that, with what the thrust is behind the motion forward. Why did I scratch the earlobe? Because there was an itch there and I thought relieving my mind, my body, my heart of that itch would bring me happiness, would bring me comfort. And so we connect with that, connect with that. And if there's an aversion if we're pushing away from something, like if there's, if my foot falls asleep and then I adjust my body to move away from that discomfort, that's compassion. And so we, we lift ourselves out of discomfort through compassion for ourselves, through self-compassion. And so here we can clearly see how compassion and loving kindness are two sides of the same coin, right? When we move away from aversion, we are moving towards comfort. So it really, it depends on your view. If you view moving away from uh, the sleeping foot when you move the foot to adjust your body, if you view, view that as a move away from, you'll be feeling an experience of compassion for yourself. If you view that move uh, to, you're viewing it as moving the body towards comfort, you're moving towards loving kindness. You're moving out of loving kindness, like that. So the idea then is to be very mindful. You can just pick one or two things a day, throughout the day, one activity. You know, if you're could be any activity. Going to take the dog for a walk. Well, you know it's time to take the dog for the walk and you need to do that. That's the responsibility level. But maybe the path that you take the dog, you have two or three paths that you like. Why did you choose this path? What, what was the thrust behind that choice? Well, you like the view, you like the foliage, you like maybe there's snow on the ground. Maybe there's a creek, a running creek, that will be kind of half frozen and beautiful. So you chose that path uh, for 
the joy that it would bring you, the happiness. And so grounding yourself in that happiness, that is the thrust towards that choice. And so we're going to do a little bit of a practice on this, uh, kind of a, a short, brief meditation so that we can actually feel this, uh, because this can become uh, quite profound. So without further ado, let's do just a, maybe a two or three minute meditation here so you can kind of feel this a little bit. And I'll, again, I'll ring the bell to make it official. So the invitation here is again allowing the body to rest. If there's any obvious tension in the body, you can invite that tension to go. You might even notice the thrust behind that invitation is a move towards happiness or a move away from discomfort or both. Allowing the mind and heart to rest, just briefly coming into the present moment here for this meditation experience. And as you breathe in and breathe out, recall an experience in the recent past, maybe in the past year or two where this was an obvious move towards comfort. Perhaps this was a vacation that you took, or perhaps a purchase that you made. Perhaps you took yourself to a massage or a spa or a nice meal. Could have just been downloading the next series on Netflix or just carving out a half an hour in your schedule to meditate or to listen to a Facebook Live talk. And notice the thrust behind that motion. What was it that brought you to that decision to make that move? What was the emotional component there? This might arise as a warmth in the body or an energetic feeling in the body. perhaps an opening. Just recognize whatever emotion it might be in the body, like I mentioned, or the heart or the mind. 
whatever arises for you, when you recall, what was it that made that decision for you to move into comfort, move towards happiness? And now the invitation is to shift this visualization and begin to reflect on the situation you anticipate in the future. This might be your next meal or going to see a movie or going to watch your favorite show on Netflix. This could be moving forward to that space which you've reserved for your own meditation or a conversation with a very close friend. This could be an event for the holidays. But whatever the the goal there is recognizing the move towards comfort and happiness. Recognizing an emotional quality, perhaps. What is it that allowed you or brought you to this decision to make this move? Again, this might arise as a physical sensation in the body. It might be an emotional sensation in the heart, a feeling. It could be a string of thoughts. Just notice what brought you to that decision to move towards happiness. And now while breathing in and breathing out, bringing attention back to the present moment, perhaps through sensations of the body, the breath or sound, perhaps an object in the visual field. But whatever you use to anchor your awareness in the present moment, notice what brought you to that anchor. Was it a sense of comfort, of happiness, of ease? What does that feel like in the body, in the mind, in the heart?
and in a few breaths I'll ring the bell again as a way of bringing us back to the conversational space. Again, if you'd like to investigate or explore this type of meditation further or deeper, you can press pause now and continue if you're watching this on recording. And I'll ring the bell, we'll pivot back to the conversation at hand. And so, thank you for, for joining me in that exploration there of uh, what it feels like in the body, mind, and heart to move towards comfort and away from discomfort. We were, re we were really just using the comfort as a kind of a, a motion towards, as, a way, as a, opposed to a, a moving away from. But again, it is two sides of the same coin. But that motion towards comfort is a movement in loving-kindness. It's how we show ourself kindness. It's how we treat ourselves well. And what you, one can start to notice if we take this up as a practice, and you can do this mindfully throughout your day, as I mentioned, or making it into a formal meditation practice the way we just did, or both. Either one works. But we start to notice this in other beings as well. And so this really can give us a very deep understanding of compassion because oftentimes when we see people acting in ways we don't understand, we judge them, we criticize them. And so by making this movement mindful and aware in our own process, in our own life, we start to be more aware of how this unfolds for others and how most other people don't have this type of practice. They're not moving in a mindful way. They're, they're acting in an unconscious way. And like any movement that arises from the unconscious, it's, um, how can we say, it's, it, is, it has the tendency, perhaps that's a strong word, but it, it has the possibility of being corrupted, of unfolding in, in a very left to chance. It might unfold in a harmless way or, or it might bring happiness to that person and others, but it also could lead to suffering. We really only need to turn on the news and recognize how that's happening. All beings want happiness and want to avoid suffering. 
Now that drive, as I was mentioning, gets horribly, horribly distorted at times when it is left in the unconscious. And so in these practices that I've brought forth here, bringing that drive into awareness, and then we can feel that love and kindness arise as we make that move forward. We don't even, it's just there. It's just there. If, if I think that taking this sip of water, because I have a parched throat, if I reach for that, because that's going to bring me happiness and comfort, right? And so in mindfulness, if I say, okay, I'm going to go for that water mindfully, because I know when I sip that water, it's going to bring me comfort and happiness and away from discomfort. That comfort and happiness starts to be felt even before I make that move forward and long before I bring the water to my lips. And so in that recognition, we start to, to become aware that the happiness isn't in the object. That happiness isn't in the completion of the action, although it might seem so. The happiness is here. See, I'm already happy knowing that the water is there and that I can take a sip after this talk if I wish or, or not. And so this is one of the great, great gifts in being mindful of the thrust forward towards comfort. It's because that, the initiation, the, the, the drive, that itself is loving kindness. And so recognizing that in ourself. And as we recognize that, as we begin to cultivate that skill of touching into that heart, touching into that warmth of loving kindness, with each motion forward, with each thought of each motion forward, we see that in other people. And we see it in animals. We see it in ants. You see ants running around, right? And they're all moving towards the anthill right? They're, they're moving away from uh, the rain that, because they, they need to survive. So even the smallest beings have this innate desire towards happiness and away from suffering. It's just that most human beings are, are doing that out of unconsciousness. It's habitual, as I mentioned. And so with this practice, we're bringing that out of the habitual unconscious mind and bringing it into awareness and then reaping the benefits. And then with compassion, we see how other people are caught in this knee-jerk reaction. Don't want that, want this. Don't want that, want this. Don't want that, want this. Over and over and over again. And so it might seem radical, right? It is pretty radical when you think about what that change could bring. 
to your life, to the quality of life. Because now we don't need to, you know, buy the, the new house or the, or the new item or have that relationship that we've been chasing for so long or, or you know, learn this new thing or whatever it is, whatever we've given that happiness to. We don't need that anymore. We can have those things and those things are wonderful and we can enjoy them. There's not, the, the neediness is no longer there. Because the joy, the happiness, the loving kindness is right here, where it's been all along. Hmm. I give these talks because they make me happy. <laughs> I mean, the thrust behind the talk is that I feel great joy and happiness when I, when I give these talks. Now, initially they started at the beginning of the COVID lockdowns because I wanted to uh, give something to help, something I thought might help people because uh, these teachings have helped me uh, really move through uh, this year of 2020 uh, in, in, I think, a more peaceful way. And, I, and so I hope they benefit others in that way. But I hope that because it would make me happy to see that. So that's, there's that. And now I'm feeling what that move forward brings. It's loving kindness. So I think that's all I want to say today. Thanks again for joining me. Uh, have a very, very happy holiday, whichever holiday it is you're celebrating. I'm going to the beach for a few days. Looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I will see you all uh, next Monday at the same time. Uh, again, much love, much light. I'll ring the bell to make it official. <laughs>